Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're back here with another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. We're going to be going over news and notes and looking at uh, practice reports and kind of just taking some questions on some start-sit stuff before the Week 2 Sunday slate of games and the Monday night game. we got Aiden in the chat room already. I hope you're having a good night, sir. I'm going to hop into a screen share here. And we got some 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 decent news to cover to get out of the way here. I kind of just want to blast out some of these here. But Josh Jacobs is not playing in this one. He was, you know, he was hurt like multiple times in that Monday night game. Uh, he's out with an ankle, they're saying, but he had a multiple list of injuries there. So they're saying Peyton Barber is going to step in and take some of the lead back duties. I don't know if I trust it. What's going on, Harris, man? Thanks for hanging out. Hope everyone's uh, having a good Friday evening. And yeah, Sterling Shepard is going to be a darling this year. I think it, it's it coincides with how good Daniel Jones look. I think he's taking a step forward in year, I guess his third starting season. And he, he just looks a little bit more comfortable. I know he still makes some bad throws, but Sterling Shepard's looking really good so far. So I hope you guys are able to get him off the waiver wire this week. Uh, but anyways, Peyton Barber, what do we do with Peyton Barber? Are you guys rushing out to get Peyton Barber? Probably not. It is against Pittsburgh. I think the move is to play Kenyon Drake as a running back too. Peyton Barber could end up getting a handful of first and second down carries, but I expect Kenyon Drake to be the more productive back for fantasy. Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell. I'm sure I'm going to, I've been getting tons of questions on the TikTok. So if you guys are new uh, to the TikTok, I got, I've been putting out lots of uh, new videos on there, just kind of quick bursts and answering a lot of questions on that. But uh, Kyle Shanahan says Trey Sermon was inactive for week one because he wasn't one of the top three backs. And the blurb here says it suggests Sermon who repped, with the 49ers starters this preseason, once was not scratched for not playing special teams. So Mostert's out for the year. OC Mike Daniels confirmed Sermon will be active after looking better in practice. The 49ers backfield has always been week to week under Shanahan, but Elijah Mitchell looks to be ahead of Sermon and should lead the team in carries this week. Sermon backers are betting on his draft status and Shanahan's history of riding the hot hand winning out. So I'm not uh, I'm not too sure what to do with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. I think if you got Elijah Mitchell, you probably should put him in your, you know, your wider uh, running back to or flex spot. I can take questions on him, but I just, uh, this is going to be hard to trust. I think all season. And then you got the mess of Jeff Wilson coming back. I think if your league does have an IR spot, you should probably just pick up Jeff Wilson and just sling him into the IR. Cause this is going to be a, uh, just a carousel here. Uh, what's, what's the trade. You can put that in there. It's a fake sermon going to start at classic. Well, I, I don't think sermon's going to start uh, from what it seems. Like Sermon had a really good practice week this week. They said that he was running with more energy and more, just more demeanor. Like he had something to prove like he, cause he was an active week one. So he had to show the coaching staff, you know, why he should be on the active roster. And it looks like, it looks like this is going to be, I don't know. Like it really depends if Elijah Mitchell goes out there and he balls out uh, in the first, uh, first quarter. Or so it could just be his thing, but I, it feels like it's going to be a dirty mess of, of two or three backs. Probably that we're going to have to worry about. Um, uh, what's going on, Justin? Hope you're having a good night. Um, uh, I'm curious about this trade. What do you guys got brewing there in the free league? Uh, Carlos Hyde, 56% of the snaps, whatever. Quan Alexander on injury reserve with an elbow. He's been dinged up for most of his career. Um, here's some questionables. Paris Campbell listed as questionable here. Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell both listed as questionable. <clears throat> so I guess if you need an emergency receiver, Zach Pascal could be a guy. It's the Rams defense, so I don't think we're going to trust the Colts. Uh, offensive weapons here. Dwayne Eskridge listed as doubtful. Jamison Crowder listed as questionable here. He missed week one with the COVID. It could be, if he plays, 
if he plays, that could take some mustard off of the Corey Davis, uh, you know, week one breakout that he had there. So it, we're, we're watching this. If Crowder plays, uh, that could murky things up. It is a tough defense, but Keelan Cole is questionable, and we'll see about Jamison Crowder. Let's go to the next one here. Um, <laughs> uh, Anthony Ferkser listed as questionable. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday before being downgraded to did not practice. So we're probably not going to use Ferkser at all. Uh, Jenna Smith is questionable. Marquise Brown is questionable. I kind of wanted to pull this up because the Ravens are just littered with a ton of injuries right now. So not practicing and probably not going to play Ronnie Stanley or Ronnie Stanley. Derek Wolf is going to be out. Calais Campbell, Justin Houston, not practicing because of non-injury. So I'm assuming they're going to go. But Marquise Brown limited. Devin Duvernay limited. Dalen Hayes limited. Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith <clears throat> both limited. So uh, Ravens are going to be shorthanded on on Sunday Night Football here. I think the Chiefs are going to have some fun with this uh, with this team. But uh, let me go back to the news here. Anthony Schwartz questionable. Ty uh, Tyrell Williams not practiced on Friday due to concussion. So uh, this makes me like TJ Hawkinson a lot. You're starting TJ Hawkinson, so you don't need that fantasy advice. But uh, this could be good for DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Just more opportunities with Tyrell Williams out. <clears throat> DeAndre Swift was limited. And Jamal Williams was limited, both with a chest and a groin injury. <clears throat> Eric Ebron looks good to go. Preston Williams is questionable with uh, the foot. The one big news piece that did come out today, though, <clears throat> was in Miami with Will Fuller. He's not going to play this weekend, and I guess the rest of his season is in future. They haven't really released what the personal matter is. But, man, that's we're, we're watching that one very closely. I guess some of the other main news pieces here, uh, again, Josh Jacobs officially out. I think if you have Kenyon Drake, you can slide him into the running back too for PPR leagues. But Zach Ertz with the hamstring, he was on the injury report all week, but not today. So he's going to play. So that takes a little bit of the of the upside of Dallas Goddard off the list for me. But uh, overall, it's looking like uh, uh, it's going to be a fun week too on Sunday. Uh, our Sega white side. So if, if you're relying on Ertz, we'll see. Ertz was out snapped 73 to 58% by Dallas Goddard in the opener. Uh, but Goddard did leave that game. So I don't know if those are accurate numbers. <clears throat> uh, Marquise Goodwin, Darnell Mooney is questionable. This one's interesting. This is again, just you're, you're going to start Allen Robinson. I don't really care about the other receivers in this one. Emmanuel Sanders practice in full. He's a sleeper that I've been kind of pumping up. I think uh, just in terms of snap counts, that man ran a lot of snaps last weekend. He should be uh, a fringe wide receiver three flex play against the Dolphins. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is still going to be out week two against the Rams here. Um, Gabe Davis is questionable. If Gabe Davis doesn't play, I'm really going to like Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. So we'll watch that one carefully. Uh, Brian Balaga on IR. So he only played about a half week one. Uh, but the, the Chargers offensive line is going to be a lot better uh, than we have been accustomed to. Zadarius Smith also on the IR. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, game time decision. There's Anthony Barr, Emerson Griffin, Christian Derrissaw, and Harrison Hand. A ton of game, uh, people here hurt for the Vikings. This might be a big Cardinals week. <clears throat> if you have Brandon Ayuk, we're probably not going to be trusting him anytime soon. We kind of have to wait to see him do it on our fantasy benches before we trust him. Uh, let me see what we got here. <clears throat> Should I start Tyson Williams, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, Trey Sermon, or Colby's at the flex, non-PPR, because Will Fuller is out. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in this case, in a non-PPR, this is interesting. I do like Cole Beasley, like, but basically, like the question is, since it's non PPR, is <clears throat> who's going to get the most yards? 
So we're not we're going to cross Brandon Ayuk off this list because we need to we, we need to see it I think before we trust him. Trey Sermon that feels like a shot in the dark where we kind of want to see it from him too before we trust him in his first career NFL game. So to me it's between Tyson, Robbie, and Cole Beasley. Um, in terms of the safest floor, I think Cole Beasley gives you the safest floor, probably 60 to 70 yards at minimum. So if you want to take the low hanging fruit, that's it. But then if you consider, you know, who's going to score a touchdown, it could be Robbie Anderson. That would probably be my best thing. So uh, the thing with Tyson Williams is Latavius Murray is going to be kind of in the 50-50 committee with him. We expect the Ravens to have kind of a rough night covering the Chiefs. So I think there's going to be a lot more passing than we expect. But if they get near the red zone, we could see Tyson Williams uh, find the end zone too. So these guys are all really equal. Um, what do you guys think in the chat room? I'm leaning towards Robbie Anderson or Cole Beasley. Um, but I, I, I probably just the, the trouble with what Robbie Anderson did last week was he only had like three targets, um, which was concerning. Uh, DJ Moore is the guy in, in Carolina right now. I want to go back to week two here. Can I go to week two? Let's go to week one here. Where is Carolina's game? So it made me nervous. In terms of snap counts, Robbie Anderson was fine. He did play 81% of the snaps. Same as DJ Moore, but with Robbie Anderson in the box score, I mean, he only had three targets. He only went one. I mean, he had the one for 57 and a touchdown, but if you don't get the touchdown, you're like, where's my Robbie Anderson point? So this one feels a little bit risky. I kind of want to see more from Robbie Anderson. So I'm leaning towards Tyson versus Cole Beasley. And I, I think the safe play is probably Cole Beasley. As weird as that sounds, I think Cole Beasley is probably the safe play. Uh, let me see what we got here. Teddy Bridgewater or Matt Ryan. I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater. That's that's kind of another safe play here. I know the Bucks defense does look uh, you know appealing towards fantasy quarterbacks and wide receivers, but I think Teddy Bridgewater against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would maybe consider getting him in the lineup just because of the matchup is so good. And uh, Diami Brown, like, let, let's let's look at the box scores from last night. Um, and, well, the problem with Diami Brown is he's kind of just – he's going to be on the field a lot, but they're not going to look for him too much. He did have 62 snaps, 87% of the snaps last night. And keep in mind, this team is missing Curtis Samuel yet, so his numbers will eventually go down when he returns. Uh, but only uh, – he did see six targets, which is nice, but a lot of those are, you know, deep vertical shots where he's not going to connect on those very often so three for 34 uh but man just for for a rookie receiver to get that much attention is is pretty interesting uh you and me both there justin you think mixing can be top 10 rb uh this week this week makes i think at this point guys mixon's probably got to be considered a top five running back he he got the best usage of any running back not named christian mccaffrey last week so Joe Mixon people, if you got him in the second round or even the third round, I think you're feeling really good about yourself. Uh, Dan, yeah, that he he's getting play, so we'll watch for him. He's going to be a sleeper eventually. Uh, what's going on, Kyle? Thanks for hanging out. Trade Tyson Williams and Chanel for Higgins in a PPR. I need some wide receiver, but I also have Jamar Chase. So um, if that's the current offer, I mean, I, of all those three players, I'd rather have T. Higgins for sure. Uh, I don't know if it bugs me that much that it's that I have Chase and Higgins on the same uh, same lineup. You look at last week; they both scored touchdowns. They both, you know, even if you take away the touchdowns, T. Higgins had four for fifty-eight. That's nine point eight PPR points, and then uh, Jamar Chase did pretty well too. So I think it's clear though that those are the two Bengals receivers to own. Um, I guess if you could shop Tyson Williams and Chenault for another receiver, that's worth looking into. But 
just looking at those names, I want T Higgins on my team. And if you have to make a move, like if you have to trade a Higgins, if you have to make another trade to upgrade, you can probably do that too. But uh, Higgins and Jamar Chase against Chicago this weekend, like we just saw what Matt Stafford did with the play action. I have to imagine Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. And uh, so I don't think Saquon is a fraud. Like I think he's heating up, guys. Saquon Barkley might be a buy low candidate right now, actually. He played 58 snaps last night, 84%, which is – a lot higher than he was last week. And you go down here and look at Devontae Booker, only 10 snaps, 14%. So Saquon Barkley's on the field. The only problem was like the Giants just came into this game saying we're going to throw the ball. Uh, Daniel Jones, 32 attempts. But you look at the usage, 13 carries, 57 yards. Uh, the, the targets are low, only three targets, two for 12. But if this is a floor game for Saquon Barkley going forward, I, I'm kind of interested. This ended up being so 3.2 and 5.7. Uh, roughly about 8.9 points or so. So nine points from Saquon Barkley. And now he gets 10 days of full rest. Uh, who do the Giants play next week? I'm curious. They play the Falcons. So next week, uh, Saquon Barkley is probably going to be back. Um, and after that, they play the Saints, which might be tough. But the Cowboys are on the schedule. The Rams are a little bit tough, but Montgomery had a good game. The Panthers, I, I think this might be a buy, actually a buy low opportunity for Saquon Barkley. And again, he's coming off basically a 10 days rest to play the Falcons. That should be kind of fun. Uh, should I trade away Antonio Brown or Jamar Chase for a running back? Um, for me, I want to keep Jamar Chase over Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's, again, he's part of you know a three-way revolving door at receiver for Tampa Bay. I still think the packing order is Chris Godwin, number one. And then you're probably going to see Mike Evans and AB kind of trade off big weeks, big plays, that kind of thing. Whereas Jamar Chase, he's the number one. Um, so I, if I'm going to send somebody, I'd, I'd try to send Antonio Brown uh, now before I can. I think that would probably be, or essentially like, you know, you, you go up and ask the, the owner, like, who would you rather have, Jamar Chase or Antonio Brown? If that gets you the better running back, I guess you're okay with doing that, right? Because uh, Jamar Chase probably has a little bit more sex appeal to his name. So I could see that being, you ask an owner, oh, do you want Chase or Antonio Brown? He's probably going to say Jamar Chase. So if that gets you the better running back, um, I don't know. You gotta you gotta serve it up to them like on a platter. Like, would you rather have? Would you do this for Jamar Chase, okay, or would you do this for for Antonio Brown? So, uh, but for sure, I would I would you know put Jamar Chase on the pedestal and Antonio Brown kind of you know down there because Chase can be a top top fifteen, top twenty wide receiver. I think he's in that range. Whereas Antonio Brown, we still don't really know what his floor is gonna look like. Uh, but yeah, Graham Gano was just balling. This was an interesting game. I was super disappointed. Uh, the Washington football team did not deserve to win this game. They were making some boneheaded offensive play calls in this one. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Antonio Gibson guy, but 46 Taylor Heineke throws. I just don't see that being a, a productive game plan in the future. You probably want to keep them under in between 30 and 35. You want to get uh, more time, more ground on the clock. And for the most part, he was just kind of dinking and dunking it with, with Adam Humphreys. I'm taking shots to McLaurin and Logan Thomas every now and then. So I'd like to see a little less passing from the Washington football team. But I don't know, guys, this uh, this this Giants team, what do we do with the New York Giants? Uh, I mean, if you have Kenny, the thing about Kenny Galladay is he didn't get to practice very much in the summer with his team. He had the hamstring injury kind of flare up again him. But eight targets, I mean, eight of 32 targets, that means one out of every four Daniel Jones passes went to Kenny Galladay. He only connected on three of 38, 
or three for 38. So uh, again, it's week two of a young NFL season. It's uh, coming off a Thursday night game after the first week of the year. This was a tough game for these guys, uh, just getting their bodies back in shape too. So this put a lot of stress on them. But I'm actually thinking Kenny Galladay might be a buy low candidate. Like if, if people are going to be pretty low on him too. So this, this is an interesting thing. If he's going to be first or second on this team in, in targets, probably behind Sterling Shepard, but Sterling Shepard really hasn't proven to stay healthy for a full season. So I just, I'm interested in Kenny Galladay. I think he could get uh, some of the, the rust knocked off of him uh, in this one. And then hopefully week three against the Falcons. It, it just, it's not going to surprise me if Kenny Galladay has a big game against the Falcons in week three. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Brian Edwards, Amon Ra, Gabe Davis, uh, Ingus, Pascal, Ingress, Ingus, Pascal, Ty Johnson, full PPR. This is Matt. This one's, oh, uh, this one's messy. Um, I guess I'm probably going to go if, if Gabe Davis plays, maybe Gabe, like, whew, I guess. It's between Pascal and Ingram. I, I'd probably lean with Pascal. This this is like how many teams? This is a tough question. <laughs> um, and yeah, Sterling Shepard did have ten, but if Galladay is going to be right there, you know, is one of the first or second targets of this team, and they're going to get eight to ten targets a game, I think that could be interesting. So uh, I, I just we'll see if if he gets some of the rust knocked off him. I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but man, this is a tough question. I, I don't trust Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't trust Brian Edwards against the Steelers. Gabe Davis, though, he's questionable in this one. Uh, just with the injuries to the Colts receivers, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell, I think it's probably Zach Pascal. I don't know. Um, AJ Dillon, Juju Leonard Fournette, or Marvin Jones in the flex, non PPR. That's a tough one as well. So this could be a nice AJ Dillon game for the for for Detroit, but we're we're gonna rule him out. I like him the least here. Um, so between Marvin Jones and Juju, I don't really care for Juju's um, like his yards per reception. Don't really excite me. Marvin Jones though, going up against the Broncos secondary, that could be kind of funny. And he's kind of the most trusted veteran receiver there in Jacksonville, so he kind of makes sense. And then just with what they're saying about Ronald Jones, I, I, I find it hard to trust the Tampa Bay backfield at all. And in a non-PPR, I'm going to rule out Leonard Fournette. So it's between Juju, Marvin Jones. I'm probably going to lean Marvin Jones slightly over Juju. Juju's better in a PPR. I just think Marvin Jones is safe for probably 60, 70 yards, and he's got probably the best chance to score a touchdown. Uh, and, yes, yeah, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's going to have a good season. I hope he stays, uh, stays together for the whole 17 games. Um, Jarvis Landry or Amari Cooper, what's the price difference? I guess that's part of the big question, too. Is, is Landry the guy against the Texans? I mean, I think – I think let me, let me pull this up here. I just want to see how many points uh, the Chargers allowed to wide receivers last week. The Chargers, I mean, they were one of the best defenses against the wide receivers last week, so that may – just Cooper, man. I'd probably just take the the price, but it depends on how much money it is. So Landry is two bucks. How much is Cooper? I always need a Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night kicker unless it's cool. <laughs> uh, I, I I really like the Raiders kicker, Dan Carlson. He's been my kicker last year and this year so far. He's one of my favorites. Uh, but you're saying, uh, is this on Yahoo? Yahoo DFS. 
me see what I can find here. Um, let's just click on NFL. Sure, let's just hop into this. I've never, I've never played. I've never played on the Yahoo platform. So Amari Cooper down here at 24 bucks and Jarvis Landry down here at 22. Um I think I think I would prefer Cooper just cuz you're attached to Dak and it's only $2 more. I mean if you wanted to save a dollar you could get CD Lamb too. I actually think CD Lamb is probably if I had to choose between a Dallas receiver this week I want CD Lamb just because he gets open quicker. Um uh, so CD Lamb would be the Dallas receiver that I would choose. Um yeah, this is interesting. There's some, there's some values on this list. Let me see. Marvin Jones is pretty cheap. Tim Patrick. I like Tim Patrick for 17 bucks. Uh, interesting. LaVisca is pretty cheap, too. Uh, but where are we? I just want to see if there's any more news reports here that came out. Um, as far as... The Cardinals and the Vikings. The Vikings just had a bunch of people that were just kind of questionable. I just want to look at that game. Uh, did not practice. So Anthony Barr is out. Christian Darisaw out. Everson Griffin and Harrison Hand is out. Man, this uh, this this might be a really good game for Arizona. I, I kind of have a weird feeling about James Conner punching one in from the five-yard line or so. Uh, but I, you're, I think you got to try to get – Christian Kirk, guys, um, if he's available still in any of your leagues, I, I think we got to buy into Christian Kirk being the legit number two receiver on this team. He's the slot receiver. He ran like 90-some percent of his routes from the slot last week, which was what he did really good in college. They, the Cardinals have kind of misused him the last two years. They've used him as kind of like a gadget go guy. And Christian Kirk, he just he's really good in the slot. So if that's where they're going to keep him, Christian Kirk is a guy that I think I would want to get on my teams. Uh, if he's available, that, that sounds like a no brainer to me. Let me look at some of the other player news here. Um, so Zach Moss is probably going to play. We're going to probably get that uh, put in writing here pretty soon, which makes me, it's going to take me off. Uh, it's probably going to take me off Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I think it's really only passing there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we got Kirk today for free too. I hope that's, that's sweet. AJ green. I'm not interested in AJ green. Um, there's, there's probably other guys with upside there. I have A.J. Green ride the bench. I think if you could get Christian Kirk, though, it depends. Like, it's almost a no-brainer. I would rather have Christian Kirk on my team than, uh, than an A.J. Green. A.J. Green, he's kind of the outside receiver there, so they're using A.J. Green on one side, Hopkins on the other, and they're letting Christian Kirk do all the, the slidey fun stuff in the middle. So if you're going to get somebody, I would prefer Christian Kirk. I think I'd rather even have Rondell Moore over A.J. Green just because I think his – I, I just see A.J. Green's usage probably getting less and less as the season goes on, and they're probably going to want to get Rondell more, more and more and more as the season goes on. So I did want to look at one other thing, too. I wanted to look at some ESPN sliders and just see who else is uh, hanging around the waivers. Let's take a look here. So I wanted to see who the most added and the most dropped were. So the most added, I think this again is the last seven days or so. Uh, Dalton Schultz is the interesting tight end here. Uh, actually, let me let me should probably filter by all. Okay, so clearly Elijah Mitchell, Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray. Uh, that's a good one. Jalen Waddle. What's Waddle's ownership? 
With this Wolf Fuller news, man, like Jalen Waddle might be a good buy low candidate. So he's 83% owned. Hasn't really seen that much of a change here, but Waddle could be a wide receiver three here. Uh, $18 Nelson Aguilar or $16 Jamal Williams. Um, I feel safer with Jamal Williams in my in my lineup, uh, but it's the, it's the Jets. So Nelson, as far as upside, it's Nelson Aguilar. So if you're if you're trying to win DFS, I would say Nelson Aguilar is probably the better play, whereas Jamal Williams is kind of just a safe floor guy. So uh, because it's DFS, I'm going to say Nelson Aguilar, even though it's two dollars more. Um, but in terms of the most, I want to look at the most drop guys and see if anybody should be picked up here. Um, nobody, these are all injured guys. I mean, I, I can't quit Zach Ertz for some reason. Uh, if he, if he has a good game this week and it wouldn't surprise me again, uh, he did get hurt with the hamstring injury last week, which is what, uh, changed the snap counts over there. Uh, but nobody's really sticking out there. Let's go back to this list. Um, so the most added, the most added, Kenneth Gainwell. He deserves more hype here. I'm going to hype up some Kenneth Gainwell here. He's only 25.8% owned in ESPN leagues. So he should be available in, in 10 or 12 team leagues. But uh, he was the clear number two back to Miles Sanders. And it, it's not going to surprise, especially with rookies. If you get a good rookie debut, you got to think the more a rookie plays well earlier, the more he's going to get put on his plate as the season goes older. So Kenneth Gainwell, 25.8%. There's Christian Kirk. He is 20, but roughly 24%. And again, he, he saw five targets. He caught all five of them. Um, but uh, 70, 70 yards for Christian Kirk was pretty solid. Um, let me see what else we got here. Sammy Watkins. What do you guys do with Sammy Watkins? You guys feeling Sammy? He had eight targets, and Marquise Brown's got a little bit of an injury right now. It sounds like Marquise is going to play, but four for ninety-six and eight targets. This is a revenge game for Sammy Watkins, and I'm just I'm I'm only interested in Watkins because look at who he plays next week. He gets Kansas City on Sunday Night Football, uh, the revenge game, and then he gets Detroit, which Debo Samuel just torched these guys. Um, this one's easy. I'm going with Aguilar for sure. Cortland Sutton's like one of those guys that. Cortland Sutton's kind of like Brandon Ayuk for me, where I need to see him have a good game before I trust it. Because only one catch for 14 yards last week, only three targets. Like Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler both already out-targeted him last week. There were some videos of, of Tim Patrick kind of just being gimpy. Like I just I don't know if he trusts his knee yet. So for me, uh, I'm gonna go with Nelson Aguilar. If you want a Denver receiver, I think Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler are the guys. Um, and those guys, like, whew. Uh, glad Aiden likes the Sam. I think Sam just this week against KC and next week against Detroit. It wouldn't surprise me to see Sammy Watkins have some nice performances. Uh, but Tim Patrick, he's only 12% owned. Like rest of the season, I think I'd rather own Tim Patrick over Cortland Sutton. Um, just because I, I, I'm nervous about that knee. It usually, I guess if we're if we're kind of worried about Saquon Barkley and his ACL. Corlin Sutton's kind of doing the same thing, uh, which just makes me think Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler, those are the guys with the upside. Again, Tim Patrick out-targeted him. He had more he had more receptions, more yards, and he got the touchdown. They play Jacksonville and the Jets the next two games. They do have some tough matchups coming up, uh, but at least week two and week three, I'm a big fan of Tim Patrick. Uh, I think in this case, this one's really close. If you need to save the dollar, I guess I'd go with Tim Patrick, but they're kind of even. Uh, in terms of, let's let me let me pull up the I want to pull up the Patriots use usage from last week. Let me hit the Fawn Games feature here. Uh, 
So Aguilar and Jacoby Myers are the starting receivers here. You see Aguilar with 64 snaps, 85%. Jacoby Myers is going to go off this week, I think, though. If you're going to get anybody, maybe it's Jacoby that I would get. Um, how much is Jacoby? I got rid of the uh, got rid of that, unfortunately. I just want to see how much Jacoby Myers is. Where is Jacoby? So Jacoby 17. I think I'd rather have Jacoby Myers over Nelson Aguilar. What do you guys think in the chat room? Would you rather have Nelson Aguilar or uh, Jacoby Myers? Because I know I know Myers is going to be on the field more. So he's almost he's almost never going to leave the field. Whereas Aguilar does come in. Let's look at the 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 targets and everything now. Uh, for this game. So Aguilar did have seven targets. Myers had nine, six for 44, but five for 72 in the touchdown. Uh, so I, I think, I think I'm going to lean Jacoby. I guess if it saves you a buck too, I think that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Jacoby. Um, and you got Herbert and Hertz. So we did cut the Rogers. So we're rolling with Herbert and Hertz. I think, I think Justin Herbert could be the QB one this week uh, going up against Dallas. It wouldn't surprise me to see him flirt with 350 plus passing yards and three or four touchdowns on this one. So I think Herbert is going to be sick this week and then hurts, man. Well, he's, he's got to keep it going. I liked what I saw from week one and that's the super flex league. If I remember correctly for Fabian. So, uh, but anyways, if you guys got any more questions tonight, we're just going to do a quick hangout tonight. I, I only got maybe a minute or so left. If you guys have any more questions, fill them out in there real quick, and I'll get to them before I sign off. But uh, I'm excited. I, I think we got most of our start stuff done. Like We're, we're kind of done with the practice reports for the week. I did want to see. There's a lot of guys out from New Orleans or did not practice today. So I'm kind of curious about that. I actually think Carolina might be a little bit more impressive than we think. Like Carolina is pretty healthy. Um, I just want to pull up New Orleans again one more time. So they've only ruled out a linebacker in Eric McCoy and Pete Warner. So I don't know, something feels weird about this. Quan Alexander, IR, Marcus Davenport, IR, Charlie, Charlie, uh, <laughs> CJ Gardner, Johnson, Chase Hansen, Tenno passing young, Eric McCoy. This makes me a little bit nervous. I, I kind of, maybe I go back to Robbie Anderson on that question we had about Robbie Anderson earlier. And, uh, Yes, Jawan Johnson. We should see more Jawan Johnson. I think that's going to be an easy call. Uh, and then start J-Rob and Clyde over Hunt. Um, no, I'm I'm probably starting Clyde and Hunt. Just Jaguars running backs. Like I, that's another kind of one of those situations, like with the Brandon Ayuk and the Cortland Sutton, where it's like I I need to see James Robinson get the usage for me to trust it. And going up against Denver. And that's a, that's a better defense than Houston. So uh, I'm thinking, I thinking, I'm thinking Clyde Edwards and Kareem Hunt over J Rob for me. Uh, Henderson Jr., Tim Patrick, or Myers. Uh, if this is for DFS or is this for uh, just a regular fantasy lineup? Uh, Henderson Jr. going up against the Colts. That could be nice. He feels like a safe high floor. Uh, I think I really I think I really like Jacoby Myers. Give me the guy that's going to be on the field 99% of the time going up against the Jets. I would rank them as Jacoby, Tim, and then Daryl Henderson uh, just because I still respect uh, the Colts defense uh, quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys for hanging out tonight. We had a bunch of fun in here. I had a lot of people hanging out. Thank you for the questions. Uh, if anything happens, I... I, I 
tomorrow's a busy day. I'm, I'm going to be finally getting the new internet. I'm going to get an uh, upgrade in the, in the megabytes per second speed. So uh, we should have a better stream going forward. Uh, but for DFS, uh, give, give me Jacoby Myers still if it's DFS. Uh, but tomorrow, I, I'm going to probably just record a quick prop video. I can't really go live tomorrow until I get that internet stuff. And then I got a I'm going to a comedian, to a comedy show tomorrow night. So sorry for the lack of videos tomorrow, but this was fun. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you guys do need questions, uh, Twitter at the fellow KGB right here, or go check us out. Where is this thing? Go check us out on the TikTok. That thing has been growing pretty well. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Have a good rest of your evening and good luck this week. Peace.